Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Muir, founder of Muir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. And today, <laughs> you got some I'm, questions. I've got some questions. <laughs> Literally, this podcast came from like four or five questions I sent Marcus in an email uh, this week because I am. After I've been indoctrinated, right, yeah. in, in all these accounting practices, and I've realized I need to dissolve an S-Corp and start an LLC. An or, LLC that's not electing to be an S-Corp. Exactly. Yep. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the do's and don'ts of shutting down a business yeah, and then opening one and yep. kind of that transition because... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in business long enough, there's probably going to be a time where you need to do that. And, right. Um, yeah, I think this. I think it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, what we call in our profession the traps for the unwary. Like the things I think, which is what prompted your email, was like, okay, I'm not sure about all these things, but I know there could be some ramifications if I don't. Yeah. Hold these my mouth these just seem right. things like the perfect opportunity for them to just pounce on me with a bunch of. Penalties and, and notices. Yeah. And look, and this is no like commentary on that whole system. It is what it is. When you deal with government agencies and you don't file certain forms with them or you don't close accounts, like they come after you. They're bureaucrats. That's just how it is. So what we hope to talk about is how to navigate that, what happens, what you can look for. I think this is something that everybody's had to deal with where even if you're thinking like, okay, I have a sales tax account I don't need anymore, these same principles are going to apply. Yeah. All right. So I guess start there. What do I have with the government? That's okay. not, I mean, like, All right. like that might just help yeah. me understand because you mentioned I've got these accounts that they're looking for. Oh, yeah. what, what are they? OK, so let's let's take what a did big, I, what kind of situation. What did I'm you get yourself into? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So big picture view is you are an LLC, a Louisiana LLC that has elected to be taxed as an S corporation for federal and state income taxes. OK, so. You have a federal tax ID number, okay. but more importantly, because you're an S corp, you pay yourself. You have to pay yourself a reasonable wage. We've talked about. If you listen to the podcast long enough, we've talked about that. Yeah. S corp owners have that are are employees of the business have to pay themselves a wage. Okay, so if you have to pay yourself a wage, that means you have payroll tax accounts. You have federal and state payroll tax accounts. Well, if you close the business, you're obviously not filing payroll tax returns anymore. But you need to tell them that, specifically okay. the state. And gotcha. as we're talking through, I could, I could think how on, when we file your final S-Corp return, we're gonna, there's a box on the return that says final return. You would think that would tell them to close everything, but I'm not sure if it does. And let's, let's play the example forward. Let's just say we don't file that return until March or April. Yeah. After, you know, let's just say it's April, after which the first quarter's already been done and they're looking for a payroll tax return from you. So yeah. we need to close those accounts because they're looking for, you know, if you have payroll, quarterly you send a, a payroll tax return to the federal and state governments. Basically, it's like a reconciliation. What did I pay my employees and what did I withhold from them and what did gotcha. my taxes do? So is there is that something like a CPA needs to do? Is cl- or is it? I would say is not, it like calling Comcast trying to cl- oh close your cable? I would and, say. Uh, harder to do it with the federal government because one you can't get them on the phone yeah state government i've seen it easier but a cpa can just tell you like kind of guide you through well, the you process. mentioned there's a form i didn't know if you're like oh yeah you fill out the 73 i9 well I, you then- know what's funny like on the on the payroll tax side you really should mark your your final 
your fourth quarter reports. So this is like you have gusto. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting off track here, but you have gusto for your payroll. We've talked a lot about gusto. I, one of the things I'm going to tell you is communicate with your rep at Gusto to tell them, hey, I'm dissolving this company. Make sure you check the boxes properly in all these forms to say I'm not filing any more forms. Because the worst thing that can happen is we get four months down the road, we haven't filed, and they send you a notice, hey, you didn't file your first quarter. Right, right. And even if you even if you deal with it, it's still something to deal with. Yeah, so I think the, the takeaway here is you've got an uh, – well, I don't even know what to call it. It's not an account. You have a payroll account. You have a payroll, yeah. A payroll account for the federal government, and then you also have an EIN number, tax ID. Correct. But that's not necessarily an account. Yeah, I think once you file the final return, they'll shut down the EIN. Gotcha, so they dissolve that. Yeah. Okay. But the state, you need to tell them, hey, I'm not filing anymore so that they don't expect a return from you. And what, what states love to do is they just send you a notice and say, hey, you didn't file. It should be $1,000. Tell us why we're wrong. Right. They just put literally. You've seen this before. Yeah, that's happening. So the whole point of where this discussion came from was you can save yourself a lot of trouble and heartache if you just get somebody to help you through this process or just tell you the things to look out for. Yeah, and that's done quarterly? Yes. Okay, so if you're mid-year and you're like ready to make this change or whatever, it doesn't have to. I've kind of like. Oh, to shut it down? Yeah, Yeah, you're making a clean break. Yeah. Yeah, but you could in the middle of the year be like, all right, June 30th, I'm done. I'm shutting this company down. I don't have any more payroll. Yeah. When I file my June 30th payroll tax returns, I'm marking them as final and and saying I don't have any more payroll. Okay. And as I'm saying that, I don't even remember the Louisiana return if you could mark it final. Like you might have to – I'd have to look into it is my point. Like I'd have yeah. to I'd have to look and see if there's a place you can mark or you have to call them or file a form online. Yeah. They don't make it easy, I will say that. Okay. Yeah. But you need to make sure those things are done. You need to close the accounts. Because okay. again, they're looking for them and they will just the burden of proof's on you. They'll send you a notice, hey, you didn't file, we say you owe a thousand dollars. Tell us we're wrong. Yeah. And even if you you ultimately prove them wrong, which you probably will, it yeah. still takes time and effort. Yeah. Which is a pain. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the situation. The tax ID, federal, payroll, payroll accounts are both federal and state. Right. And you got to make sure that you get in touch with them to shut it down. Correct. And then I guess you just hope and wait that it's been shut down. I think a lot of times they'll, <laughs> send, yeah, they'll send you um, – the federal, I don't remember ever getting anything. States will send something to you saying we've effectively closed your account on this, yeah. you know, okay. effective this date. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so now let's talk a little bit like my situation. You know, part of shutting it down is I'm moving from an S Corp to an LLC mainly because of the tax compliant issues. Like administrative costs. Yeah, the administrative costs. I don't have any any actual uh, employees anymore. The whole debt, like, and we talked, I might benefit more from the QBI than the. uh, Oh, yeah, dude. I'm about to, tables are turned, my friend. Uh, I might benefit more from the QBI than the actual S-Corp deductions. Music's in my ears right yeah. here. Just keep talking. So, so yeah, I've, you know. Yeah, you, you're, t- you're, yeah, you are. So the, so a little, a little backdrop to that is that S-Corps are administratively costlier mm-hmm. than an LLC that is not. In- so, you know, just to kind of recap, right. if you remember listening to the early episodes, an LLC can be. An S-Corp. It's an election you make at the federal level. Mm -hmm. But if you don't make an election and you're the only owner, it's a disregarded entity, a sole proprietorship. And so that's what Tyler's talking about is that he's moving from an LLC that's an S-Corporation, which you have to file your own separate tax return. You have to pay payroll. Yeah, and there's – I'll just say, I mean, the kind of the camel that broke the – what's the phrase? The straw that broke the camel's back was – 
the state kept screwing. I don't know. I don't You'd know. have. I don't know if you could explain. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but yeah, basically, but the basically, state unemployment office, which you have to file with quarterly, couldn't figure. They they got your tax ID number wrong. They kept sending us notice. We couldn't process payroll right, and right. gusto. But anyway, it was another thing that was like, you know what? There's just too many variables yeah. that I don't need. Correct. That you're exposed to. Yep. That. In some, there have been times in my business where those were just cost of doing business. Yeah, well, the, I mean? well, the benefits of the S corp far yeah. outweighed them. Yeah, the juice was worth the squeeze. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a, you're yeah. quoting me there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so now it's not. Anyway, we're moving to LSE. Simpler. Yeah, one. I mean, literally, no. So he was, you know, paying. To bring their example forward, you're paying gusto. Mm-hmm. You're having to pay payroll tax. I mean. You're still going to pay payroll taxes in the, in the LLC sole proprietor world, but everything just becomes simpler. Right. Your taxes probably will go up slightly, or I could even argue it'd be a tax wash. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to pay gusto. You don't have to pay us to file a, a S corp return. Uh, it gets it just gets easier right. for you. So it's, you know that's yeah. back to that use case of. Just you. Not everything's cookie cutter. Not every S corp yeah, no, is right. I'm not saying S corp is right or wrong or yeah, whatever. I've done, I've done both. There was a time when it makes sense. It yep. no longer does. Yep. And here we are. That's right. Um, so a couple more questions that kind of might expose kind of what people you know wonder about. What about moving money from like um, from a closing business right. to a new business? What does that look like? What are the like I mean, just the even the calling it owner's draw, like walk us through that. Yeah. So when you close, like when you're going to close yours, we're just going to take the cash out of the bank and it's like a draw. And since you won't have any debts and that's all paid off, it's, it's not a really a taxable event. It's just a return of your capital. Yeah. What are some what are some general things people would need to know when they do that? Though? Well, people would need to know, especially in an S Corp, they would need to know that if they are taking property out, that it's a taxable event to the extent that property is worth more than you paid for it. Okay. That's the biggest thing. The so biggest like thing with liquid assets? Yes. Perfect example. I bought a car in my S Corp and I took depreciation down to where I, wrote, I bought it for 40000 I wrote it down to zero and it's worth 15000 When you go to shut that S Corp down and distribute that car essentially, liquidate, that's a $15,000 gain on the liquidation of that S Corp because that when you liquidate an S Corp or distribute property, the tax law says it's, it's, it's like you sold it at fair market value. So... That's something to really be aware of. Yeah. For you, you know. Yeah, you, I, got, I got no assets. You got, you got just a pile <laughs> of cash. Pile of cash, baby. Yeah. That we're distributing. But, but it's, it's hard assets. Hard assets, you have to be aware of. Do they have a built-in gain, basically? Their value is worth more than what you're showing on the books, i.e. what you've depreciated them down to. Okay. So property. Um, Think about your. I mean, like most people, it's stuff that you, you could argue it's not worth much. Old yeah, computers and sure. furniture, but those haven't been depreciated necessarily. Well, they probably have, but they're probably so okay. old you could make the argument like, really, what's it worth? Okay. But if you got a 2017 Escalade on there, and you're like, okay, I'm done with this S Corp, eh, might yeah. want to think about it. Okay. Yeah. What, what would the move be other than just what would the take move the be? Bill? Keep it open, let that thing depreciate economically, and then distribute it later. That's a whole other. That's okay. a whole other podcast. Gotcha. All right. So there are some cases where it's like, yeah, yeah you just don't want to. You don't want it worth the squeeze. That's exactly right. <laughs> but you do not want to distribute, or at least you want to be aware of, yeah, assets that have a value more than their cost yeah. on your books. And I think all of this is kind of just summed up with the talk to a CPA, and that's that's, right. that's why, right? That's because right. um, 
Yeah, you don't want to go. I started to just go down this road. Everything's accessible online. I'm just like, right. all right, let me start filling out all my paperwork and doing this. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I've been something, warned. Yeah, I've something tells warned. me there's a trap here. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm going to start getting all kinds of notices and things like that. Yeah. So, um, all right, so those are some things to consider. But other than that, it's just a matter of it's it's basically a draw. It's, yep. it's a liquidation. And then... It's a return and, of capital. And that's, then whatever, that's the way I would say and it. And then anything you'd put back into a new business is, is a, it's a non-taxable owner, event. Yeah, it's an owner's contribution. That's exactly right. So it's not it's not income to the new entity. It's just capital contributed, and you're yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So maybe clear up some of this stuff too, because I I don't know that I understand this very well. Like, help us understand the tie between like when you get a tax ID and you register with the state <laughs> to like, does that automatically mean they're going to be like, okay, now you started, you're in business. We should expect all these things. Right. How does that work? My experience is, and there are rules around different types of entities and when you, when you have, when you're deemed to have activity such that you need to file a tax return. My, and so that's black and white. Well, it's a partnership or an S corp. But generally speaking, just getting a tax ID number doesn't mean you have to file a tax return. Right. And more specifically, I'd asked you, like, hey, it's 2021, it's the right. last couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm just getting, getting ready for 2022. If I go ahead and set my – get my EIN number, set up my LLC, does that mean – and I have really no activity – Am I going to get, you know, a, no, a notice saying, yeah, where's your tax return? Yeah, I would 20? say in my experience, the federal government does not send out notices about tax ID numbers because a lot of people get tax ID numbers and they're dormant. They don't use them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why state's different. Once you form a state account and say, I'm going to file corporate income and franchise tax like in Louisiana or, I'm, or I have sales tax, they are expecting those returns from you. And I think it's because those are very specific accounts. Like you might say I have a withholding account, payroll, or a sales tax account, or a corporate. Like they're expecting those types of returns to be filed, sales tax, payroll, income tax. Federal government, you can go to a tax ID number. You don't even tell them what you're doing with it. In fact, when you do the application, you can just say I'm, I started a new business or I'm using it for banking purposes. Like you don't have so I don't, I think the expectation is there's so many things you could do with a federal tax ID number that you may or may not have a business that's starting it. It could be two years down the road. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing with federal, not so much when you get the tax ID number, but when you have activity in that entity. So mm -hmm. activity being income and deductions. Yeah. You're just putting money in an entity and you're not doing like like if you form your LLC tomorrow and before the end of the year you put $5,000 in a bank account, you don't have any activity mm -hmm. that would make you have to file a tax return. You don't yeah. have any income or expenses. You just have capital in. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. But pay, but if you got to that state side and yeah, told them – that's not $5,000 that's counted as revenue. Correct. And then I end no taxes on – Right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. just you funding the business. Nothing's happened really. Okay. Now, fast forward – First couple of days of 2022, you spend some money on do this or that. Now you have activity. You have to file a tax return. Okay. Yeah. But I would just point out it's the states. In my experience, when you start telling them I need specific accounts, they are looking for those returns because they ask you, okay, when did you have payroll? Like when you fill out that, oh, uh, I had payroll starting December 26th. Well, now they're expecting a fourth quarter payroll tax return. Mm -hmm. so just be aware, just be aware yeah. of that. You can always go back and get accounts. That's another thing. With the state, you can always go back and say like, oh man, I had an employee for a month. I was withholding from them like because I knew I had to, but I don't have the account yet. Then you can get the account. 
So the okay. states are the ones that can trip you up because you have to, they send those blanket notices like, yeah. hey, you owe a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, any, any recommendation on it? Do you think there should be overlap? Like trying to have like this clean break seems kind of complicated. Like, right. do you just, in most cases, practically, does it make sense to just like, yeah, just consider, I mean, just overlap things and be fine or. I like the clean yeah. breaks. Yeah. Okay. I do. They give clear beginning and ending. A yeah. year ends a great, I mean, obviously sometimes you can't, it's not practical. You got to do things, but when you can plan for it, a year end break's great because if you end something in the middle of the year, then your tax returns due at a date you weren't expecting. So like an S-Corp tax returns due two months and 15 days after the year end. Well, if you end on June 30th, now your S-Corp tax returns due September 15th. Or let's just say you end, make it even weirder, October 15th. Now your S-Corp tax return is due, what, January 15th? Like you're not expecting that. It's off the radar. Like that's where people get tripped up. They don't file and they get penalties. So if you can manage it, year ends are great. Yeah. Because they coincide with your already your yeah. cadence of tax filing. Would this make sense too? Even if like practically you shut the business down, but you don't file that shutdown to the end of the year. We do that a lot. Okay. We'll do that a lot with. I'm company. starting to understand the. Yeah. Game. It, well, if they didn't dissolve, like if they really didn't physically go to the Secretary of State and say, "Dissolve my LLC or dissolve my or yeah. my corp," they may have moved the money to the. They new, may have, for yeah, all intents and purposes, yeah. they've dissolved it. They have no activity. Yeah. But yes, it actually is kind of an easier thing. And I tell clients, it's like, look, if you can wait, just wait till the end of the year. That way, the tax return falls in line with all the other ones. It's not yeah. this one off that we have to remember. Yeah, it takes a little bit more off that Escalade. Good point. Yeah. All right. Good point. Yeah. Um, man, anything else that we need to be mindful of as we're transitioning from one business to another, shutting one down um, for the for the serial entrepreneur out there? Yeah, who's, who's, who's opening and closing <laughs> businesses all the time. Yeah, exactly. Man, I think we've hit on a lot. It's just be just be working with somebody that can kind of tell you the little the little tips and tricks and things to avoid. So that you don't get those notices that are just a pain to deal with. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people getting a tax notice is a like a stressful thing. So yeah. if you can avoid that by just dotting your eyes across your teeth. Yeah, I think the most clarity that I got was the the like recognizing that there's accounts with the state. Yeah. And that clears it up to recognize it's like, okay, well if you you know that if you open a bank account, you gotta shut it down. Or right. a credit card, you gotta open it and then you gotta there's a little bit of a process to cancel it or right. whatever right you know i think if you know the the accounts you're setting up yeah and I, to be honest i don't know that i would know those offhand right um until you just articulated them right but yeah know the accounts you've set up first and then make sure you're shutting those down yeah, for or, you. and to your point don't start them until you need them yeah that's yeah i mean that's the thing and i will say this you know our state here in louisiana they, I think they think they're doing us a favor when you form an LLC. Somehow they're, they've now got this partnership with the Department of Revenue where it's like, hey, while you're forming the LLC, you want to form a sales tax account, want to do a pay? Like, it's great. It's all in one place. And, like, I've had so many clients get tripped up by that. Yeah, it's like GoDaddy. Like, yeah, oh, you're like, you want oh, the, great. Yeah, SEO all package, one-stop you shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Boom, boom, boom. Check, check, check. Next thing you know, a quarter goes by and they go, hey, I got a notice file on sales tax. I said, well, when you formed your LLC, did you get a sales tax account? Well, yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. So now you got to go back, yeah. tell them you don't owe the thousand dollars, tell them to shut it down. Like, yeah, it's like when you open a bank account and then you don't put any money in it and yeah. you start getting service fees. Correct. You know? Yeah. It's like, what oh, the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good point that you're bringing up. But what I said was, you can always go back. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're withholding money from people like a couple weeks later, just go form a uh, yeah. withholding account. And that might trip some things up a little bit with Gusto because don't they need those? They do. Things? Gusto, yeah. yeah. But I've seen before where you put the wrong one in. Like you can work around. You can put oh. the wrong one in and a couple weeks later go like, oh, man, we had to change our, we've, we fixed it. Okay. Um we did that on some state unemployment. Don't don't quote me on that for withholding. Because yeah. now I'm thinking like they pay with that's hold- that's real in the weeds. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's they pay with yeah. That's right. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. All right. Well, those are those are some good tips if you're if you're moving things around, uh, especially if you're doing that at the the close of the year, yep. start of a new one. Uh, so we'll end it there. And uh, yeah, happy New Year to everybody out there well, listening. Merry Christmas. Man. Yeah, that's that, right. That well, too. This is gonna this is gonna come out post Christmas. Yeah, so happy new year. Happy new year. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right.